and we became very creative with our customers during that process of how do we make this work even though it's it's going to be more difficult but we're going to keep these businesses open and running so it was huge amounts of meetings and collaborations and it had to be on site because you had to look at the environment and say what can i do to make this work in this environment the nj staffing podcast is your invitation to be entertained and informed by fun and casual niche industry conversations from cannabis legalization to temporary placement to hiring and in regulated industries we're talking about staffing in new jersey and today we have one of those experts in the staffing industry, not an industry partner, but someone who's been in business for a very long time, Elaine Blady. Elaine, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you're with, and how you got started in the business. Uh, thanks, Fred. Um, just so you know, it's Elaine Ballady. Oh my gosh. That's embarrassing. That's okay. We'll edit it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I am the president of uh, the Assurance Group. Um, we've been in the staffing industry for more than 40 years. Um, for me, it's 37. Um, I got started by accident, for sure. Um, I met the owner of the staffing firm at that time, and uh, he was a customer of mine, and over time convinced me that staffing would be right for me. and. Turned out he was right about that, and uh, 37 years later, here I am. So he was a he was a, a, a client of yours, a customer. He was a customer of mine. Yep, I was in retail at the time, and um, he was a frequent customer of of the store that I that I ran and 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 had a partial ownership in, and we developed a you know a very nice working relationship um, over the years, and he kept pressing me that he really needed somebody like me, he thought staffing would be great for me, and I decided to give it a try and never look back. That is awesome. What um, yeah. what, what were you doing at the time? What was your, were you like in, in sales when you were dealing with the client? Um, no, actually when I started, I came in as, um, as, believe it or not, head of operations because of all of my experience in managing in the retail environment. And he needed someone who would be able to, number one, oversee the offices that, that he had okay. um, and, and also open some new offices. So within a month, I opened up a new office um, for him and uh, learned the business quickly, very, very quickly. But at the time, you know, staffing was a lot less complicated than it is today. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, hugely, huge difference in, in the way that we went about the business. Um, we were doing at the time light industrial and clerical. We also had a healthcare division, um, which I really didn't get involved with immediately, but did about three or four years in, um, and kind of oversaw all of operations for both divisions. Um, and ultimately also developed an ex executive search, uh, piece of the business as well. But um, it was very different then, very, very much more straightforward. To be honest with you, a lot of people didn't even know what temporary personnel was 37 years ago. So it was more selling to help people, to customers to understand it and how it could benefit their business. And recruiting was a lot less difficult because it gave people opportunities to get jobs that they didn't have to 
go and line up and interview for. They interviewed with us. We got them introductions into the companies, and it was a much easier way to find a job at the time, um, which benefited uh, the the applicants, which became our employees. Yeah, it's it, it's funny. We've had a lot of industry partners on in the past and, uh, you know, finance guys. I think Vince was on mm -hmm. not too long ago. Uh, Napolitano was on. And, um, you know, we're talking about like mergers and acquisitions. And my gosh, like the, the complexities of these deals only because staffing has got so complex. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you know, in a sense, you're dealing with the client, you're dealing with the, the applicant, and then you're dealing with different states, different types of jobs. Yep. Um, yep. And it's especially now, you know, the shift is is more, um, you know, pro, I shouldn't say pro applicant, but they have more choices now, you know, more, yep. um, which is kind of good. I, I never forget the, um, I wanted to ask you about this too, but I never forget the one ELC we had and you actually um, had a session. I forget, I think your session was on, um, um, what do you call it? The, 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 um, Generation, uh, <laughs> yep, the different ways, the yeah, different yeah, and, and yeah, and you have it up on the board all these things that you know they're looking for. Um, and you know, I thought about it, I'm like, that's what everyone's really looking for. And you know, back in the day, you know, when you got a job, I mean, this is how I thought of a job it, it, your boss was like your parent, you know, you'd never question your boss, you don't speak up, you don't tell him what yeah. you want. Um, and then generally everyone was just like a job was like thought of as miserable, you know, oh, I got to work. Um, it, it, you think, what do you think about now currently when you see applicants, do they a lot of times, you know, ask you up front, hey, do I get this? Do I get that? Or um, how's that work lately? Well, it's really interesting that you asked that question. Um, you know, I mean, coming through COVID, obviously you want to talk about change. <laughs> uh, it, it turned it, it turned it turned the recruiting world for temporary personnel, in my opinion, on its head. Um, number one, you know, in temporary personnel, you never was there the work from home status, you know? Yeah. Um, people needed to be there. They needed to be visible um, for sure and, uh, and, and supervised. And uh, so, you know, we, we had to make some very, very fast adjustments um, in some cases, some of the clerical positions did become that work from home status. But if you're in the light industrial sector, it doesn't exist. So we, you know, we were through COVID, you know, the port in the storm for people who really needed a job and wanted to work because our customers got on board very, very quickly with all of the measures that it would take to be, to maintain their business uh, as essential. Um, but as it started to, we started to come out of it, um, you know, you can see that the recruiting became more and more difficult, much more difficult. And we're in a position right now where we're doing things we've never done before um, in order to attract candidates. Um, Sign-on bonuses that we pay for, and that's straight across the board. Sign-on bonuses for every person. Um, if they come and they make an application, we literally give them a sign-on bonus to accept an assignment. Unheard of. Yeah. Unheard. Um, we are doing giveaways. Um, we're very much into the wearables uh, at Assurance, for example. We're giving away T-shirts and caps and 
gas cards and gift cards and you know all kinds of prizes uh, to come in and fill out an application. And the si us. the sign on bonus it it doesn't have to be much. People, I mean, I think people hear news about sign on bonuses and they, they mm -hmm. think of these huge jobs and these huge figures, but think yep. about and it. I mean, it, 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 maybe. A, $50 sign-on bonus. Now you're just, even though it's $50, it's, you're one step ahead of the competition, you know? Like, uh -huh. you know, we even thought about doing, um, like, a, you know, tuition back thing. And, you know, even if it's a little bit per paycheck, people appreciate yep. that, you know? so They do. They do. And, you know, unskilled labor overall, but even, you know, entry-level clerical, very much appreciate the fact that if you're going to choose to go to this agency, this agency, or this agency, maybe I'm going to choose the one that is going to incentivize me a little bit more all things, to work yeah. for their customer. Yeah. All things uh, equal, you got the yep. upper hand now. That's right. And that's, you know, that's, I mean, never, if somebody had told me five years ago, 10 years ago, any years ago, that this is something we would be doing, I I I wouldn't have believed it. Get out of my office! <laughs> Don't you dare come with that. It's a gesture. We're not, you know. What what are you talking about? Not giving about, out free you know? money. Yeah, because I mean, this is not something that the client gets charged back for. Yep. Um, you know, this is this is the cost of recruiting in this market, and it is increasing all the time. And you know, we're competing with gig with the gig workers. We're competing with all those things that didn't exist in the day, um, where there are a lot of on their own getting jobs that are for two days or five days or three weeks you know that's what temporary personnel was and now it's available without an agency so to speak yeah i remember too when you were talking i actually i don't think it was um at that elc we were talking about something else and someone had mentioned that when you guys redid your office you actually or you said it actually you are sitting right there with the people. You're, you have yep. a cubicle. Um, yep. I think that's really important too. Not many people realize that, you know, that type of culture, you, you, you want the, uh, you know, the, the leaders involved and, and, and mm -hmm. saying, hey, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. You know, I'm not going to ask you to do anything different that I can't do. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really true. I think, you know, that's another thing. I mean, you mentioned it, you know, you know when, we, when we were all a lot younger, the boss was, <laughs> you know, in charge, so to speak, and everything went that way. It's much more collaborative. Um, I, I, you know, I can only speak for staffing, but I, I, I also know our customers are, are acting that way now. It's much more collaborative in terms of the way we work together. And, and it doesn't matter what your title is, you know, on the inside. Um, it matters because you have to have structure for the outside world, but on the inside, we it's, it's a side-by-side -side, uh, uh, working environment and helping each other. And yes, you still have to make time as the leader for strategizing and mentoring and, and being the ambassador for the company, but it's not quite the same in the interaction um, because you need those ideas and, and you need people to feel free to share ideas and different ways of working and in working with you to implement them so yeah it's a very different approach yeah i think i remember um not too long ago you know while COVID was going on we we're we we're moving to a hybrid thing and um 
you know, I, 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 I told some people here, I said, look, we, we definitely want you guys in here, at least the salespeople in here for, you know, three yep. days a week. And mm-hmm. I never forget that it was like 15 minutes before quitting time. And, um, me and this girl got in a conversation about sales and then, you know, we were back going back and forth and we, we discussed a different strategy on how to approach a, a specific um, type of prospect. And I said, you know, if we were working from home, we would never have had this conversation. You would have, right. you know, I overheard what you said and I, I told you to take a little different approach. If we're at home, you, you know, we would never have had this conversation. So it That's is right. important at least, you know, um, to be in front of everybody. Um, it is. It now, really is. I, I don't think I've, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Fred. Go ahead. Uh, I was just, I, I don't, you know, I, I talked to a few staffing um owners and, and presidents, and I never really specifically asked this question. So during COVID, you know, the, the hybrid thing, now you guys are dealing with your client and you're dealing with the applicant. So mm-hmm. how did, what takes place there? So you, do you approach your, so I guess your client will come to you and say, hey, what are we going to do? Or, these people can't come to work, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then what do you say? Well, you know, would it be all right if they work from home? Then you got to go to the applicant. Is that I say applicant to the employee. Is that kind of how it went down or? Yeah, I think <clears throat> on the clerical side, that's how it went down where they had to have a certain type of computer. Um, some of them provided them, others we provided um, because we wanted to obviously encourage them to keep working. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was part of it. But for the customers who people had to be there for, um, it was very different type of conversations about how to keep them safe, what the protocols were going to be, how we were going to manage those protocols, um, expanding lunch hour and lunch times, expanding uh, start and stop times, um, rearranging shifts so that there wasn't so much um, people interacting in the coming and going. Um, and we became very creative with our customers during that process of how do we make this work even though it's it's going to be more difficult but we're going to keep these businesses open and running so it was huge amounts of meetings and collaborations and it had to be on site because you had to look at the environment and say they were responsible for keeping their employees safe and i was responsible as the leadership of of assurance as part of the leadership to make sure that the temps were kept safe as well And everybody had to be treated equally in that process. So it was, it was daunting, but I can tell you, I didn't, I wasn't not at a customer site one day. It wasn't one day through COVID that I was not at a customer site. Um, Just, yeah, just making sure because I took the approach and, and this is not, this is not, this is said very humbly actually. Fred, that I took the approach that if I wouldn't do it myself, how could I possibly ask hundreds of people to do this? Right. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do that. I couldn't live with that. Um, so I did what I had to do and, and kept safe, and, and, and thank God kept them safe. And um, there's a lot of cooperation about what you did when you weren't here, when you weren't on site. Um, you know how you know a lot of um, teaching. Um, educating about you know how to be safe if you don't feel well don't come um, all of that 
and, and rewarding that behavior, actually, um, so that it kept the majority of people without causing a large spread. Um, and so then you it was, got it was daunting. And then it was you a got daunting it. two years. Thank you for listening in. Stay tuned for the next part in this conversation. The New Jersey Staffing Alliance is the nonprofit trade association for contract staffing, direct hire, and temporary placement firms. For more information about the benefits of joining the Alliance, visit our website at njsa.com.